Welcome to Extreme Encounters podcast. This is our second podcast and God has really been blessing us. And so I'm very excited about it. And it opens up another door for this ministry to expand. Tonight I want to talk on the subject of the destiny of the believer. Now, one of the things that I remember as a young Christian is how terrifying the word destiny was. It wasn't really taught much in the churches that I went to. And if you go to uh, Evangelical or Pentecost, they don't talk much about destiny. And when it is, it was in a limited form. And you always had the idea that destiny implied the people that sat on the front row of the church, people of fivefold ministry, people that had some kind of ministry that they went out and performed, that it did not apply to the average, as it were, churchgoer. So when you heard the word destiny, your brain switched off because you thought, well, this is something that's going over my head and it has nothing to do with me. Destiny has everything to do with you. Destiny is not such a big word. Destiny just means destination. Where are you going to? How are you going to get there? What are you doing in order to help yourself to get to that place that you, that's in your heart? Not everybody is called to fivefold ministry. Not everybody is called to any kind of frontline ministry whatsoever. But everybody is called and everybody has a destiny. God called the whole body to function as a body. And every part of that body is valuable and important in the purposes and plans of God. So we all have a function and a role to fulfill. Now some might say, well, I don't know what my function is. Well, what do you do? Whatever you do in life, whatever you feel is your destiny in life, the thing that God has called you to do, that is your destiny. Some people are uh, uh, lawyers, some people are fivefold ministry, some people are this and some people are that. Wherever you are, that thing that you have in your heart, that's your destiny. And it's where you are that you impact the area around you. I have a friend that is a used car, a car salesman. I almost said a used car salesman. He's that as well. But he's a car salesman. And in our area, which is quite a broad area, he is the best car salesman in that area. And that's covering all makes and manufacturers of vehicles. He is the best at what he does. And there's many dealerships from different brands that would like him to be part of their organization. Why? Because he's good at what he does. Why is he good at what he does? 
One day he told me, he said to me, I don't want to be anything else but a car salesman. He said, it's where God has called me and it's where I'm happiest. And I believe that is my destiny and purpose is to be a car salesman. And the fruit is, the proof is in the fruit. He lives quite well. He has a beautiful home. He has a lovely family. God has really blessed him. Why? Because he's living his destiny. That's his destiny. My destiny is to be what I am, to do what I'm doing. Your destiny is completely different, but we all have a destiny and a purpose. Exodus chapter 1 and verse 7. But the sons of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly and multiplied and became exceedingly mighty so that the land was filled with them. I want to focus on this part. But the sons of Israel were fruitful. In other words, they were full of fruit. So when you saw an Israelite, you didn't confuse him with another nation. You didn't confuse him with another tribe. You knew that he was an Israel because it was evident in his life. The same thing should be true about us. People should see us in our everyday lives and not confuse us with anything else other than born again on fire, present carriers of God. That wherever we go, we have an impact because we carry the glory of God on the inside of us. Our fruit is to display the glory of God. And so wherever we go, that should be prevalent. I... For many years, I used to stand in shopping centers or stand in the queue at um, shopping malls in, in supermarkets and just pray, Lord, get everybody here. Get them all, expecting the power of God to fall and people to be touched. So I would just walk and just turn around in a circle and say, get them, Lord, get them, get them, get them. Expecting people to be touched in the presence of God to fall and one day it'll happen. I've had people come up to me and tell me there's something about you that's different to anybody else. And I'd say, why? They said, there's, a, there's, a, there's an authority about you. Or we see a light emanating from you. That's the presence and the power of God. Why? Because I'm a destiny carrier. I know what I'm called to do. And I'm exuding that. That is my fruit. So I'm exuding that. That's what I'm called to do. You have to exude what you call to do where you are. That's what it means to be a destiny carrier. We have the ability to leave a legacy greater than your current potential. You, as a believer, have the ability to leave a destiny greater than your current situation. So in other words, when you look at yourself, you have the potential to do more than what you think you can. You have 
the ability to do more than what you think you can and you have to give yourself the permission and decree that you are now going to carry the glory, you are going out there and you're going to bring about a change, that your destiny is not limited by how you see yourself. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 6. But those, but from those who were of high reputation, what they were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. While those who were of reputation contributed nothing to me. My text, those who were of reputation contributed nothing to me. The first thing that we need to know is that most people who make a loud noise often have nothing to offer and are doing it because they themselves are insecure. This is one of the things that I've come to realize in the years that I've been involved with people, especially through ministry and also just being a study of human nature. You begin to realize that certain people do certain things in order to cover up an insecurity in their own lives. And generally, somebody that makes a loud noise and goes around craving attention and wanting people and pro uh, projecting an image of superiority are actually people who themselves are insecure. I often say you want to find out what's really on somebody's mind, look at what they do. So don't be impressed by people that go around giving off an air of superiority or an air of, well, we know everything. Generally, those are the people that actually have the least to show, have the least to tell, and aren't very relevant in the long run. The Message Bible says it this way, God isn't impressed with mere appearances, and neither am I. The Amplified Bible, Galatians 2.6 says, Moreover, no new requirements were made by those who were reputed to be something. Though what their individual position and whether they really were of importance is or not makes no difference to me. God is not impressed with the positions that men hold. He is not partial and recognizes no external distinctions. Very important. Those, I say, who were of a repute imposed no new requirements of me upon me, had nothing to add to my gospel, and from them I received no new suggestions. The way that you see yourself is the way that you will relate to others. Very, very important. The way that you see yourself is the way that you relate to others. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 5 For I consider myself not in the least inferior to the most eminent apostles. 
Now, you have to understand the reason that Paul was saying that was because there was a lot of controversy, because he had to deal with the fact that he previously was a murderer. He had to deal with the fact that he was on a mission to destroy the church when he was encountered by Jesus. And that, I believe, was the burden that he carried with him his whole life. Dealing with the fact that because of that, he felt disqualified to being rated with the apostles that were with Jesus. But he had to realize that even in spite of that, in spite of the setbacks that he had suffered because of what he had done, it did not make him inferior or less plausible or less credible than the apostles that had been with Jesus. And the proof of that is in the letters and how he established churches and how he um, broke open new territory and new areas. You are not to become arrogant and superior to others, but have a balanced attitude. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 11. I have become foolish. Notice that. I have become foolish. You yourselves compelled me. Actually, I should have been. Commended to by you for in no respect was I inferior to the most eminent apostles, even though I am a nobody. There it is. Even though I am a nobody. So in other words, when it came to ministry, when it came to, to presenting his ministry, he was on a par with everybody else. When it comes to presenting what you do, never see yourself as being inferior to those around you. However, when it comes to, your, to you personally, do not use what you have as a weapon to create an environment of self-importance and self-superiority over others. Realize that humility is the greatest power that you can have and that you can uh, uh, attain to as a leader. A leader in any respect is not somebody that is out there waving his arms and shouting and making a big noise. A leader is somebody that humbly carries on with what God has called him to do and does it effectively. Now, when I say the word humble, I'm not talking about somebody that is a dish rag or somebody that says, well, you know, it's just not me and you know, it's the Lord. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about having an accurate assessment of who you are and what your place is in the kingdom. Vital that we find that out. If someone does not respect you, don't be offended by it. Use it as a platform to launch yourself. So don't get bent out of shape by people that don't respect you. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 16, again I say, let no one think me foolish. But if you do, receive me even as a fool, so that I also may boast a little. So even if you think I'm stupid, even if you think I'm the worst of me, it's not going to stop me from doing what I need to do and being what I need to be and being the thing, person that God has called me to be. 
So don't allow that to hinder you from becoming what God has called you. What people's opinion about you is actually doesn't mean that much. It's a platform for you to build on. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 6. But those, but from those who were of high reputation, what they were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. While those who were of reputation contributed nothing to me. My text, those who were of reputation contributed nothing to me. The first thing that we need to know is that most people who make a loud noise often have nothing to offer and are doing it because they themselves are insecure. This is one of the things that I've come to realize in the years that I've been involved with people, especially through ministry and also just being a study of human nature. You begin to realize that certain people do certain things in order to cover up an insecurity in their own lives. And generally, somebody that makes a loud noise and goes around craving attention and wanting people and projecting an image of superiority are actually people who themselves are insecure. I often say you want to find out what's really on somebody's mind, look at what they do. So don't be impressed by people that go around giving off an air of superiority or an air of, well, we know everything. Generally, those are the people that actually have the least to show, have the least to tell, and aren't very relevant in the long run. The Message Bible says it this way, God isn't impressed with mere appearances, and neither am I. The Amplified Bible, Galatians 2.6 says, Moreover, no new requirements were made by those who were reputed to be something. Though what their individual position and whether they really were of importance is or not makes no difference to me. God is not impressed with the positions that men hold. He is not partial and recognizes no external distinctions. Very important. Those, I say, who were of a repute imposed no new requirements of me upon me, had nothing to add to my gospel, and from them I received no new suggestions. The way that you see yourself is the way that you will relate to others. Very, very important. The way that you see yourself is the way that you relate to others. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 5 For I consider myself not in the least inferior to the most eminent apostles. 
Now, you have to understand the reason that Paul was saying that was because there was a lot of controversy, because he had to deal with the fact that he previously was a murderer. He had to deal with the fact that he was on a mission to destroy the church when he was encountered by Jesus. And that, I believe, was the burden that he carried with him his whole life. Dealing with the fact that because of that, he felt disqualified to being rated with the apostles that were with Jesus. But he had to realize that even in spite of that, in spite of the setbacks that he had suffered because of what he had done, it did not make him inferior or less plausible or less credible than the apostles that had been with Jesus. And the proof of that is in the letters and how he established churches and how he um, broke open new territory and new areas. You are not to become arrogant and superior to others, but have a balanced attitude. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 11. I have become foolish. Notice that. I have become foolish. You yourselves compelled me. Actually, I should have been. Commended to by you for in no respect was I inferior to the most eminent apostles, even though I am a nobody. There it is. Even though I am a nobody. So in other words, when it came to ministry, when it came to, to presenting his ministry, he was on a par with everybody else. When it comes to presenting what you do, never see yourself as being inferior to those around you. However, when it comes to, your, to you personally, do not use what you have as a weapon to create an environment of self-importance and self-superiority over others. Realize that humility is the greatest power that you can have and that you can uh, uh, attain to as a leader. A leader in any respect is not somebody that is out there waving his arms and shouting and making a big noise. A leader is somebody that humbly carries on with what God has called him to do and does it effectively. Now, when I say the word humble, I'm not talking about somebody that is a dish rag or somebody that says, well, you know, it's just not me and, you know, it's the Lord. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about having an accurate assessment of who you are and what your place is in the kingdom. Vital that we find that out. If someone does not respect you, don't be offended by it. Use it as a platform to launch yourself. So don't get bent out of shape by people that don't respect you. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 16, again I say, let no one think me foolish. But if you do, receive me even as a fool, so that I also may boast a little. So even if you think I'm stupid, even if you think I'm the worst of me, it's not going to stop me from doing what I need to do and being what I need to be. And being the thing, person that God has called me to be. 
So don't allow that to hinder you from becoming what God has called you. What people's opinion about you is actually doesn't mean that much. It's a platform for you to build on.